whenever you need sports. Sports conference. Tune in to the nosebleed seats. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. Join Zach Wolchuk, Zach Babb, and Eric Giafalo as they take you through the top stories of the week and beyond. I don't know who the hell that is. It's time for the nosebleed seats. There's not much that gets me more fired up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats. The show everyone can afford to listen to. Is that what it is? <laughs> I am your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Episode number 22, <laughs> Catch 22, in honor of the great Emmett Smith, the greatest running back of all time, and my hero. God, I love that man. Eric, why are you laughing? <laughs> I think this is the greatest start to a Nosebleed Seats podcast oh ever. God. All right, hold on. It's I, been an absolute bleep show in here since the moment we walked in, and, and I just, I'm crying right now. Well, we're going to do something special today. We're um, we're talking Emmett Smith. We're going to have some great <laughs> moments of his career sprinkled throughout. NBA free agency will get weird with Wolchuk. We got quick puck. We'll announce the MLB All-Star starting lineups. Yeah. And there's a lot of UFC news. It's UFC Fight Week. Spider-Man comes out this weekend, and I went and saw Baby Driver. So that's kind of the rundown of today's show. But, yeah, that was the probably the pinnacle of starts we've ever had to this show off, off air there for a second. Well, <laughs> really should have been. It was pretty much on air without officially being on air. I'm sure it will be brought to air here very soon. This intro that we just did that you guys just heard that is the second intro we've done today. Intro number two. Believe it or not. <laughs> hey, no. the second one I think went much better, and I ripped one hard oh right gosh. before we started. So I'm giggling. Walchuk gasses us out right as the intro music drops. I'm like, dude, what a, what a total bleep hole. I hear behind me, and I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I heard, oh, I'm going to fart. I mean, literally, Eric and I are crying, laughing. Bab is flame. Flagging me down. These tears the, are from the smell here. It's not from laughter Oh, no. Anymore. But right before that, we had a laugh attack, too, because I um, I don't know if we want to play this now or get to it later. Gosh, you know, dang. You knock it out now. I am Makes so... Makes for good intro talk. Yeah, I gaffed. I gaffed on the intro. And so I, I wasn't having it, man. I thought it was going to be a bad omen. I wanted to do it right because this is an important show to me. It's episode 22. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. My favorite player of all time donned 2-2, the Deuce Deuce. You pouted. You suck. I guess I pouted. It was great, but it made for some pretty quality audio. It was. An, it was. I want. Listen. I wanted to just ride it out. Walchuk what wouldn't have it. He stumbled over his words. He, I don't know what the hell he was trying to say. I don't either. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know. He what has happened. this patented opening. Everybody loves it. Everybody goes crazy. His nipples get harder as he does it. Piercing. All of a sudden, he's doing it this time. I see his nipples protruding inward. I'm like. What is going on? He's inverse, inverse peps, baby. Inverted, inverted Walchick nipples. I was like, damn, what's happening? If you if you want to play the audio, yes. I'd rather the audio speak for itself. So this this was our opening. This was what was supposed to be the intro that you guys just heard. This is what we did five minutes prior. Walchick, what the hell were you doing? It's time for the nosebleed seats. There's not much that gets me more fired up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats, the show that gets everybody. Oh, I totally missed. <laughs> stop it. Stop recording. The right show now. that gets everybody what? No, what? no. Stop no. recording. Cut it. Keep going. No, we're not Keep cutting. You are not cutting. No. We are not cutting that. This is the show. We are so. Everyone, are you. I'm pulling. <laughs> 
Stop. I'm not strong like that. Dare. I'm not strong like that. You it's stop. Bad if you pull the plug no. now, I'm going to beat your ass. No. No. Hey, Walchick, pick it up. Pick it up, Walchick. What are you doing, Walchick? All right, Walchick just gassed on the intro. That's fine. He's a pro, and now he's pouting. Pros don't pout, Walchick. Get your If this was on up. the radio... We are. You, hey, you have you. You cannot. You cannot break. It's not on the radio. It is live. I'll write it. We'll do it live. We are doing this, Walchick. <laughs> I want to restart, Walchick. We're not restarting. I'm sorry, man. We are riding on this. We got a great show ahead. It's the Emmett Smith Show. How can you do this? Because episode I wanted, 22. I had to do it right for Emmett. No, <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, I'm not fucking doing this. We can <laughs> bounce back. Uh, no, you're wasting valuable time. Fucking stop it. No, and you record. You, you cool it. I'm but serious. Look what you're doing. Look what I you're know, doing. The first two minutes of the show. We can sit here. We'll give it to Susanna right. and the girls. No, we're not. We're not this is a behind the scenes. Great moments in NBS history. <laughs> he said, give it to Susanna. <laughs> we'll have it for behind the scenes. We'll give it to Susanna right. and the girls. No, we're not. We're not this is a behind the scenes. <laughs> you are such an asshole, Watchick. <laughs> That's why I've been just laughing hysterically in this intro. Now you guys know why. Oh my god! Well, I like when I was. I had to do it right for Emmett. <laughs> Gosh, you are such. Yeah. I mean, well, man. <laughs> but but thank you, Walchick, for at least allowing mm. us to bring the audio and use it for the show. You didn't have a choice, so I'm thanking you. But it's really just that's just the way it was going to go. We should have just kept rolling. Next best thing, cut it up, make a fool out of you. One eight hundred, kill yourself. That's how I feel. I'm about what to call said. it. <laughs> yeah, you were embarrassed, but I can't imagine what would you do if that happened live. You, I, you said I would have just played it off. We were live on air. Bull, you would have cried. I would have said, "Oops, sorry. Let's redo." And I would have just reset it after you pooped your pants. Yeah, right. we'll give it to Susanna right. and the girls. No, we're not. We're not. This we're not this is a behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone cares. Fucking <laughs> 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 Come on. Yeah, you're right. You were so adamant about it, too. I'm telling you, people, I've never seen Walter like this. This is a, probably the first fight we've ever had, and it was recorded, and you guys just heard it. And if you're wondering why we didn't bleep out the F word, but we bleeped out another one, don't worry about it. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't right, know. I, I love Emmett Smith so much, and I hate... To me, it's like a... Listen, it's, it's man. bad juju. I got to have a clean opening to start a show. I just got to do it. Sometimes I'm it's going to be dirty. I'm fine with bringing the audio to air. That's fine with me. I don't care. I'm good at laughing and making fun of myself. I'm an idiot. I thought I knew you. I'm a schmuck, but yeah, most of the time I I'm thought, down. Let's roll you, with it, baby. I, I thought you liked Roll with it. Don't but, resist it. I, I didn't think but you not an needed intro. it clean. I needed it clean on the intro. I need it clean to start. I'm not going in if it ain't clean. But what if at the end it's dirty? No, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were. You were. I've I was never dead seen serious. you. You I were wasn't, not starting I wasn't the show. Having the show start that way. No. We literally almost did a show with me and Bab, only voices, while Walchick just sits there in the corner and listens without his headphones on. Yes. He threw them. I, threw I them had to do it right for Emmett. <laughs> and that's right, because Emmett Smith is my hero. He is my football, my life, my sports hero. And guys, I got audio together. 
okay, for this show because it was episode 22, and we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you and then you open the show like I open the show unbelievably well the second time. Tell me, people weren't getting a goo goo excited for that. How was that? Yeah. Thank you, Zeke. Zeke likes it. Everybody likes it. Don't hey, stay listen. Stay in your lane, but Zeke, stay in your lane. This is Emmett Smith show, buddy. This is not the first time I've cried today. I'll say that. Laughing. Oh, is that right? The first time I wasn't laughing, I just shed tears. Did you cry today when you were putting together this Emmett Smith audio? I did. You son of a... You're tearing up right now. I'm crying right now. I probably, literally... I'll probably cry when we play it again. You are unbelievable. I love this man. Is that the second time this week you've been crying? You were in your underwear and crying? Third. Third. Yeah, oh yeah, because right now, I forgot. Holy balls. Yeah. Uh-huh. How could I let well, that, that slip? Well, you're right. That was the second time. This is the third. Well, dang. So you just had an emotional day. You've been crying left and right. What did Jimmy V say? You've lived a full day if you've laughed, you've cried. And you've pooped your pants. And you've sharded. The trifecta, baby. You're and here. Tell you what, usually I get two of those three in. The latter is a daily. That Jimmy V was a freaking prophet, man. He knows what's up. So what's up with Emmett, dude? Why are you crying? Why are you shedding tears? It's episode 22. Isn't this, are they happy tears at least? Or oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Kind of like I so, miss you tears. Though. To me, Emmett Smith is just my hero. He's my sports hero. And I think like everybody as kids, you grow up watching sports. You usually do so and you get into it because of maybe a, uh, usually a team, but a, you identify with a specific player on that team. So did you have a player growing up that you just, you loved? Like who is your sports hero? When I look back at that, it's it's Ricky Williams for me. Running back, it's interesting that we both had running backs, but uh, my the very first football player I was ever really a fan of really was Emmett Smith because I grew up here. So Emmett Smith was in Cowboys was thrown in my face. It wasn't until I was in second, third grade that I could really realize, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to commit my life to the Miami Dolphins. Maybe one of the most terrible decisions of my entire life. Haven't fully decided yet. But Emmett Smith was one of my initial lovers. So I totally get your love for him. They got that uh, Emmett Smith's Run for History or whatever, that DVD. And I owned that and watched it a lot whenever I was a kid. But Ricky Williams is the guy that I point to. And me and him just have a lot in common. What was it about Emmett that drew you to him? Emmett, uh, well, he was just he was just the man. I mean, I was a little kid, so I just see this guy running the football for the Cowboys. And he's just a demigod. And I didn't realize, wow, his offensive line was incredible. Good for them. But at the time, it was all Emmett. All you saw was 22 running the rock. Exactly. And that's all I focused on. And I, I remember he was talking about how he walked around and would have the ball and the football in his hand. He would walk around and just switch arms with it constantly like a running back would have to do. And I remember walking around my cul-de-sac and doing that exact same thing with the football. Just switching arms, switching arms like a running back has to do, depending on the side that he's going to. He's about to stiff arm somebody, something like that. So Emmett Smith. I got love for him, too, but I ain't crying. Not not again. Well, Bab, I don't know. Did you remember watching Emmett Smith fondly, or were you were you uh, not an Emmett, an see, Emmett guy? Football, football was not on my radar at that point. Oh, not okay. even the CFL? No, football as a whole didn't show up on my radar until about 04, 05. Well, for okay. those of you that can't see us right now, we have a laptop with CFL playing in the background because Bab... Well, his chub speak for itself. 16-16. BC's driving for the win. It looks like Clemson. It looks like a knockoff It Clemson. does. They do look like the Lions. They're wearing Clemson-like jerseys. Except they just have worse players. Okay, well, Eric and I 
whatever. We watched Emmett Smith and we loved Emmett Smith. Yeah. Do you remember watching, because it was around that time, did you remember seeing Emmett Smith break the rushing record? I do not. Well, today will be a day to so, remember for you, Mr. Bab. That's weak sauce, Bab. Hey, oh. I was watching a lot of hockey yeah. back then. Great. Great. Mike Madano, who was my kid sports idol, by the way. That's yours? Thanks for asking. Mikey D? Yeah. That it was kind of a jerk move not to ask Bab what his hero was. I could see him just chomping at the Who bed. is your hero, Bab? Mike Madano. He already said I it. Look at you, that. not even paying attention. <laughs> I wanted to ask him, Eric. Well, well, let's get to this Emmett Smith crap, dang it. Cry again. Let's just do this for real. I'm serious. <laughs> Here we go. I want to take you guys back to Emmett Smith, the greatest running back in NFL history. Oh, you're doing a thing right now. Oh, I'm watching. You're getting choked up. Yeah. Clear that throat. There's a TV call uh, broadcast here of the October home game where the Dallas Cowboys took on the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I'll give you a little background. I was sick this day, and my mother took me to the doctor to, you know, get checked out. Slight I think, cold, flu. I think I ended up having, yeah, maybe, maybe flu or something. I got some antibiotics for it. It was okay, but I was just praying Emmett would not break the record until I got back. Because we had to leave right at the start of the game. So I get back for the second half, and it's perfect. Because he doesn't do it until fourth quarter. Cowboys are down 14-7. to seven. There's about nine and, a half, nine and a half minutes or so left in the game. And you got diarrhea. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm glued. I'm glued. I'm locked right now. And not only is this about to happen, my favorite play-by-play man of all time, the man who inspired me to get into sports broadcasting, Pat Summerall, is on the call alongside Daryl Moose Johnston in one of the first years that he was doing color. Now, the Moose paved the way for Emmett for the majority of these yards on his way to breaking Walter Payton's all-time rushing record. So it's a really special moment. So here is the TV call on the broadcast. Emmett's about 11 yards away. They give it to him on a carry. Pat Summerall and Moose on the call for the magic moment. Welcome to Texas Stadium. Pat Summerall with Daryl Johnston and Pam Oliver. Emmett Smith needs 10 yards now. Break Walter Payton's all-time record. Jerry Jones, the owner. Michael Irvin, the teammate. And Walter's mother, Walter Payton's mother and brother on hand as well. Second and seven. Emmett again. Almost broke it. Almost broke it for a touchdown, I mean. Emmett Smith has just become the NFL's all-time leading rusher. What a thrill to be a part of it. I'm still not going to come over there. I'm going to let him do his deal with the It's unbelievable, Pat. I mean, the feeling down here on the sideline, it's just awesome. You know, you never expect to be a part of anything like that. I'm so happy he did it here at Texas Stadium. These fans really deserve to be a part of this this afternoon. And I'm sure Emmett's happy that you're on hand, along with Michael Irvin. 
So they stopped the game. Listen, stop now because I don't mean they to be a the game. jerk on your whole favorite broadcaster, play call, play-by-play guy. Well, it's a TV broadcast. That was not And good. I've got the Brad Sham radio call. It's a TV call. It's great for a TV call. If you had been watching the video, it's perfect. Are you sure? Yes. You, Silence is golden on TV the thing for that a Pat, play-by-play guy. Exactly. The thing that Pat Summerall did, because it's a television Let broadcast. You soak it in. You're watching what happens. So what happens is he goes off the left side. He falls forward. It was a big hole. He stumbles, and he falls down. He picks up 11. He almost broke it for a touchdown. And then afterwards, he gets up. He knows he's broken it immediately. He ends up jumping on Robert Thomas's fullback shoulders. They have a moment. Everybody in the stadium standing and cheering. They show Michael Irvin. They show his family on the sidelines. Uh, they show Daryl Johnson. Daryl said Daryl's down there on the field at this point. Yeah, and he goes, he's not in the booth. How was it, Daryl? And he's not going to go over there. Awesome. He wants Emmett to enjoy his moment. We'll see. They're just taking a second. So <laughs> the, the game's still the going on. Awesome. What is he supposed to do? Great. Thanks for everything, Daryl. And Pat's like, almost broke it. Yeah, that wasn't for good. For a touchdown, that I mean, wasn't because good. he did actually he break, did break the record, the record. which he is the only almost, thing that actually matters Almost here. broke it for a touchdown. So like, that was actually a pretty poor but call. But he broke the record. But if you see it, it's great. It fits what they're saying. Good. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. The point is, not only does Emmett Smith break the record here on this drive, but they go down the field. And they're getting near the red zone. They take Emmett out for a couple plays. Offense can't do jack while Emmett's out. But it gave Pat Summerall and the Moose a chance to share their thoughts on what makes Emmett Smith so great. And they describe it in a way that really I would just repeat. So I'm just going to let them do it for me. Cut two. Now he can relax and just play, Pat. The record's already there. 14 more yards to add to it. And I think of him and I think of a man with tremendous character. To go along with everything else. I think the thing that separates people when they get to the level that a guy like Emmett Smith has done in athletics, it is that character, it is that work ethic. Once you get to the group of running backs that are at the top of the NFL yardage list, it really becomes a personal issue of who you consider to be the best. Yep. They are absolutely incredible, but having spent my time with that young man right there, there's no doubt in my mind he is the best, the most complete running back to have played in the NFL. And it's true. You can just have it's your flavor. It's personal. When you get up to the tops, it's whoever you want to go with. Barry Sanders was great. I didn't get to see a lot of Jim Brown. People say he was great. Walter Payton was great. To but me, you'd take it's Emmett. Emmett Smith. I'll take Emmett Smith. That's so, my guy at the top. If you have the first pick, you already get your quarterback, and you're just starting a team of all timers. You're going Emmett Smith. I'm is going your Emmett Smith. Pick? Is my running back. Yeah, I don't know if he's my second pick, but he's going to be my running back when I decide to take one. What if no running backs in the history of football are off the board when you're selecting whenever that time I is? I am you're selecting going Emmett Smith. Smith. Yeah, okay. I think he uh, he was one of those guys that did more than it was just sure he wasn't the biggest, he wasn't the fastest. That was knocking him his whole career, but he was tough as nails, and he was a team first guy. He ends this drive, by the way, cut three, scoring his 150th career rushing touchdown. So not only does he break the record. He's still in the game. Cowboys need a touchdown to tie. He's in there, in the red zone, nose for the goal line. The dude does it all. Pat, take it away. Even though Eric's just jackass. And just First and the goal to go at the one. Emmett is deep. Robert Thomas in front of him. Waylon on the move, and Emmett Smith hurdles into the end zone. His 150th touchdown. Good old Fox. 
150 times he's been in there. More than anyone else. If so, you, if you didn't know better and you just heard the audio of that, you would think they were playing in outer space. Well, Fox did that whole old school, like, pew, pew, whenever pew, somebody pew. scored, <laughs> and they changed the... Yeah, it's funny going back and watching how the evolution of the scores and the time and just that little clock in the corner, it changes, and they, they do, sometimes they make it long across the TV. Sometimes it's the little box. Fox was going for, like, the super space robot crap. Love a little box. Pew. Pew. Yeah, so Emmett tied, uh, tied the game there. Cowboys went on to lose, but... Of course they did. Yeah, well, they weren't Who very was good quarterback? that time. Was that Quincy? Chad Hutchison. Oh, yeah. good old Chad. It was Chad Hutchison that day, he's but... He's got to be selling insurance now, huh? I don't know what he's doing. Hunter Buck says he's selling insurance. He had just a weird Bab, story. can we look this up, Bab? What is Chad Hutchinson doing? Because I'm going all in with Chad Hutchinson is selling insurance right now. And I'm going to go as far as to say, boys, it's Allstate. Allstate? I'm going all in on Allstate. Why? Um, It's just the first one that really came to me, that or State Farm. Well, Eric, do you know uh, where Emmett Smith grew up? Gainesville, Florida. Mm, no, no. Went to college at, at Florida. Okay, but he uh, he grew up in Florida. Did grow up in Florida. South or, or, or no? Uh, I want to say this is South Florida, but South I'm not Florida. 100% But he's sure. not a Miami guy, obviously. Pensacola. Tampa. Oh, Pensacola. Pensacola. No, that's North Florida. Is that North? Yeah. But, okay. hey, I should have known that. Pensacola. Went to Escambia High School in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, and really, we'll we'll play some more. His favorite moment for me, because much like you, you talked about you watched that rushing countdown. I watched the 1993 Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl NFL game video. You know, like they, they take you through the whole season. It's one of those things, game by game, all the way to the Super Bowl. It's pretty badass. Is that like 12 hours worth of content? or It's like probably an hour and a half long. Oh. It's, not, it's basically like the highlights of each game. Gotcha. You so know? it's like an America's game Yes, an like extended America's game. Okay. Exactly. And it's awesome. It's badass. No, that's great. That's great. And in that season was the game, the separated shoulder game, which we'll get to a little bit later. Um, but it's just, we'll have some Emmett sprinkled out throughout the show because he deserves it. He's the greatest of I all time. I want you to quiz me on some more Emmett stuff, see if I know him. I will. I know he's a Florida guy. So you had, I know he went to Florida, a rival, but yeah. you got to pull for your Florida boys, right? Uh, no, I don't pull for Gators. No. While they're Gators. I'm talking people from Florida. Oh, yes, like absolutely. Like kids from for the sure. state. Yeah, exactly. Got to gotta respect them. But if you didn't go to Miami, uh, University of Miami, I uh, have some ill will. Well, I can't fa- exactly find what Chad Hutchinson's doing nowadays, but he went back to Stanford and got a degree in political science. All right. Smart Not insurance. Is that not what, that's not like the precursor to selling insurance, poli-sci? <laughs> I don't think so. Ask my friend Fred. He'll tell you otherwise. Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bam. Eric, there has been a lot of other news going on. Really? In the sports? world of sports. Not much sports going on these days. There's baseball. It's the dog days of summer. But yeah. NBA free agency started on Friday. Yeah. And pretty much all the big dogs have been placed. All the chips have fallen for the majority of the big-name guys. There weren't even really any big names this year. There weren't even really any big fish to no go one after. Good. There, there wasn't anybody good out there? Nobody that I could really think of. No one that just really gets me going, gets no. me chubbing. Nobody. That's for dang sure. Not even, like, one guy that maybe a team in South Beach really wanted to get, but unfortunately fell just shy of recruiting his talents. No, dude. Kevin Durant went to the Warriors last year. I know we lost out on him, but get, let's get with the times, Walchick. Come oh, on. Oh, Come was on. that? Was that? I'm, I'm, I'm talking about another guy, another forward. 
Someone that, that you kind of LeBron you, left years ago. You Why are you selling, doing this you, to me? You were kind of selling hard, and, and I'm not talking Paul George because he went to the Oklahoma City Thunder, which was surprising. Yeah, that actually, yeah. Before we even get balls deep, that let's just scratch the surface. Yeah, with, that was a weird trade. Smokes. What the world? When, Did anything catch you more off guard this weekend? And even that guy that punched you in the face out of nowhere for no reason. That wasn't even more surprising. I didn't. You have a see, black eye right now. You didn't see the guy punch you right in the face. I didn't see that coming, and I didn't see Paul George go into the, really. What were the Pacers thinking? I can get Paul George. Okay, fine. I'll go play for the Thunder for a year. But what were the Pacers doing? Well, they I'm, must really have said we don't want Kevin Love. I know that's the one thing you wonder. It just it, all it does is pop questions up for what were other teams offering? Does that mean okay, Boston? You really weren't offering more than. Which which Oklahoma City ended up giving what Sabonis? It was I'm Victor Oladipo. Really, oh, Oladipo and, and Sabonis. 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 Okay, so so two young players, maybe maybe whatever whatever whatever. Oladipo didn't look that good with OKC last year. Now, granted, he had to play against Russell or next to Russell Westbrook. So I liked Oladipo I a lot that. in college at Indiana, but That's he didn't great. seem like it, the kind of guy to me that was going to be even a, a two on a team, like a, the second best player for a team. He's kind of just a role player. Guy. Exactly. So Indy trades their best player, which I get because he was one foot out the door, guaranteed leaving next year. You got to get some compensation. It's just interesting that that's the most compensation that they could get. Like Boston wasn't offering more, and I get it. Danny Age is gun shy as can be. I guess Dan Gilbert, who knows what he, he's such a schmuck. Who knows what Cleveland's doing? So... I mean, if this is the best offer, this is the best offer. But it's funny because it's just funny because Paul George, it's like almost no matter what, if you're getting traded from Indiana and you know he had his sights on LA, but you know he wanted to go to a big city, he wanted to go somewhere, and you could pretty much go almost anywhere else in the league Here's if Oklahoma you get traded city. from Indiana. He turns on his cell phone, agent sends him a text. Oh, Oklahoma City? Damn yeah. It. Oh, man, I'm going to go. Why couldn't I go spend a year in Miami or even in Boston oh. or in New York? Mm. Ah. I mean, even any California team, the Phoenix Suns, send me to Arizona. You know, send me to Oklahoma City. You're dogging OKC right now. Well, just in terms of from Paul George's perspective, I, I'm with you, man. I've, LA I've on his been sights. through Oklahoma. God bless you, the people that live there. Not much going on in that state. Really? I hear they got some of the sexiest human beings walking the earth. But I will say, if you're going to be in Oklahoma. That's if you don't count like 49 or 49 other states. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that. That was in the fine print. Good read, Bab. Good read. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma City, that's probably the best area of the state to be in. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. There's always that one part of Weird. the state that, that is kind of nice. It's either that or Tulsa. Either way, is it not just, okay, it's See. all setting up perfectly for, for kind of what we talked about might be a possibility in the future, but now I think it's a, it's happening. With Chauncey Billups not taking the Cavs offer at GM. That's because Dan Gilbert shortchanged him like a schmo. Well, Dan Gilbert's a, a D, and now I he think... He puts the D in Dan for sure. Russell Westbrook is also a free agent next year. Am I am I wrong? Uh, No, you're not wrong. He's a free agent, as is Paul George, as is LeBron James. Paul George from L.A. has never said anything but, I would like to play for the Lakers. Let's just go ahead and pencil him in, Paul George, to uh, the Lakers, because that just seems like a foregone conclusion. So now you've got Paul George, Lonzo Ball, Ingram is their stud, young guy, and you got a role player in Julius Randle, who I think people expected to be better than he has been. He's a local product from Preston Christian Academy in Plano. Hasn't been stellar, but he's a solid role player if you're putting him with maybe a LeBron James to come on and onto that roster as well. And then all of a sudden it's like, hmm, 
Russell Westbrook, who I could see not being a part of this and staying in OKC to be the guy and get fat stacks of cash. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. But I think you're either going to have a Blake show, purple and gold renaissance with Paul George and LeBron next summer in L.A., and you can maybe throw Russell Westbrook into the mix, and there's your new big three with Ingram and Lonzo Ball. If they could afford all three of them, that would be unbelievable. But to me, I don't. Why can't you? The NBA salary cap. True. I don't even think the NBA has a salary work. cap anymore, dude. They, they can make. I think it it's work. just like a formality. We say we've got a salary cap, but teams find a way to finagle and get around that, and then owners can pay the luxury tax. It's a load of BS that I can't even wrap my small brain around. Good point. And for those of you that don't know, Russell Westbrook is an LA guy. I don't know if he's from there, but he went to UCLA. So he's oh, he's been linked to the Lakers for years now. So that that could definitely happen. And now Paul George. Definitely going to the Lakers. He's in OKC this year. He's got to be in Russell Westbrook's ear talking about, hey, 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 West Coast, baby. How much fun would that be? Let's make a play, play, play. And then maybe the king, whose wife he has already said, I want to go to L.A. LeBron is a NBA historian. How much fun would it be to just put on the Laker jersey for LeBron? You know he'd kind of be intrigued by the thought of that. So this is definitely a rental in OKC. So, hey, lucky few fans get one year for sure. Russell Westbrook, Paul George, some fun basketball. You'll probably be the seventh, sixth seed in the West. I think the, it could be a four seed. Yeah, four seed. I mean, who's better than them right now? You still pro- you still put San Antonio ahead and Houston, Houston. ahead? Yeah, they, uh, San Antonio just got Rudy Gay. I don't know if you saw that. Got him yeah. on a cheap deal. That's a nice little player to add. So but Golden State's State, the cream of the crop. And yeah. then you've State, got the second Houston, year. Houston, Spurs, OKC. And then OKC at four? So Minnesota is the, get, team, is yeah, the outlier. Minnesota just did some stuff. I'm trying to think. I just know in the West, there's some. I mean, even Utah, even though they lost Gordon oh, wait Hayward. A wait, who do they lose? I don't know. He's not that good of a player. Oh, Whatever. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because that's the next domino. So Paul George leaves. You got some other guys that resign, sign. JJ Reddick goes to the Sixers. Blake Griffin resigned with the Clippers. But all we're hearing about is where's Gordon Hayward going? He's meeting with Miami. All hey, that. How'd that meet and greet go? I know someone was a little excited after the reports of that meet and greet. I had a little tickle downstairs, sure. Tell me, what what, what was going on that day? What were you doing? <sighs> you mean July 1st? Yeah. Friday? July 1st. That was a Friday? Midnight. First day, free agency, opening day. Things get a little frisky after midnight? Yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah. Well, Gordon Hayward got a little frisky with me and my feelings. Oh. And my downstairs feelings. The downstairs mix up. I mean, I thought, here's the thing, man. I'm, I mean, I heard reports weeks ago talking about, hey, man, Utah's worried about Gordon Hayward, this guy, this white dude from Utah who's actually, he's a player. He's a player. Pat Riley calls him a whale. And we go get whales in Miami. And we bring them down to South Beach. And we put rings on their fingers. Beach whales? We put banners in the rafters. And that's what we were supposed to do with you, Gordon. You were supposed to come down, and you did. You flew down to Miami on our on our dime. You ate our food. You sat in our you sat in our bedroom. You talked in our ear. You whispered sweet nothings in our ear. We had you know what we had, Gordon, and you know this. We had your face outside of our arena, all around it on Biscayne. The sun was bouncing off your white ass face, and you know what? That white ass face should have been down getting a tan. Right now, you step into the heat arena, you look in the rafters, you see the beautiful thing that is championships. <laughs> we don't know anything about that in Utah. You're damn right you don't. So 
I knew that wasn't even an opportunity. I said, no one in there. I've never met anyone. Anyone. Not even that Mormon we knew. Remember him, Walchit? Not even him. Even he chose Miami over Utah. He did. So I said, I ain't worried about Utah. I ain't worried about nothing. Who's worried about Utah? <laughs> the jazz. Believe we South Beach. South Beach. We got the honeys and we got the rings. Miami Vice. And we got Pat Riley. Number one new show. Riles. You ain't gonna spurn him, are you? No. So you, you you fly out of you fly out of Miami Airport. You head up north to Boston. Mm. Ugh. Bab's wearing green right now. It looks like Boston. It looks, you know what, Bab? It looks like shit. It's North Texas green, dude. It's disgusting. It's the mean green. Gordon, you flew up to the freaking Massachusetts crappy little airport. Wow. Every, everything is crappy and little. Pew, pew. In Massachusetts and especially in Boston. Pew, 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 pew. But something tells me by that color of that pale ass skin, you're going to fit <laughs> right in, you dirt bag. And you know what? I think you thought the same when your little stepdaddy, Brad Stevens, stepped off the little airport jetway and took your ugly little hand and walked it into the Boston hot, probably still 100 degrees from the 80s Lakers series. Disgusting and putrid. Haven't had a ring since, what, 2010? Oh, yeah, that was so long ago. Well, in Miami, we get them in 12. We get them in 13. <laughs> oh. Actually, we just, yeah, we do, we do get them in 12 and 13. Double but we, check, double but we, check. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Gordon, you dirtbag, you go up to Boston, screw, screw Mark Wahlberg and screw you. Pew, pew, pew. Screw Transformers. Pew. Screw it all. F it. And you know what? We're better off without you, Gordon. You want to know why? Because we're South Beach, baby. And you know what we have? We got Pat Riley. We got Eric Spolstra. Spo. Trust the Spoces, and you didn't. You spurned us, and now guess what? Dion Waiters, Kelly Olinick, and Hassan Whiteside are going to make you pay, you rat bastard. And guess what? What? The heat is on, baby! Let it out. Let it out, brother. Let it out. You're going to be so cold in Boston, bitch. Oh, the NBA is a winner's league, biatch. It's going to be cold all the time. You're going you're gonna to be pissed off when you make that trip to South Beach. We wax your ass and you look outside of our beautiful arena with rafters above you and the beautiful ocean sea, the beautiful Biscayne Bay, the beautiful condos, and the beautiful women. And you're going to look in the mirror at the pale skin you have, and you're going to put your ugly fur coat back on. You're going to fly up to Boston in the freezing freaking cold. You're going to slip on the ice. And you ain't winning bleep. Because LeBron, even if the Heat can't win, I'm hedging my bet and saying LeBron's definitely going to beat your ass, Gordon. You're going to regret this. We don't need you. Oh, no. You know the Celtics have won quite a bit of rings themselves. Woo! Not since 2010. 
and uh, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They get swept. Oh, it was five, five games, five games. Yeah, yeah, they made it far. The Heat didn't make the playoffs. Guess and, what? They're gonna they'll probably make it to six games now. And why are you like in the semis? Do you have a? Uh, the Heat is on, Walchick. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so you're excited about Kelly Olynyk? Kelly, man, he smells like he looks like he smells like garbage, but. I think he's got the long walk so that you'd appreciate that as a fellow long-haired man. Yeah, his just it, he doesn't rock it right. Doesn't rock it right. He doesn't. At all. He's lacking the highlights. And it's his face, it's the little it's the dirty goatee, the dirty oh. little mustache he's got. But hey, listen, he's coming down to my he's going to get a Miami makeover. That's what Gordon Hayward needed. He's not going to get it. Kelly Olenek is. Roll down tide. He said it. So Gordon Hayward signed a four-year, $128 million with the Celtics. Eric's not upset about it at He's all. He's not even good. He's why not, would I be? Why would he be? Uh, Kevin Durant signed a two-year, $53 million with Golden State. Not a max deal. He decided to take a little less so that they can make sure that they were able to re-sign Andre Iguodala, three years, 48 mil. They also signed Nick Young, Swaggy P, to a one-year, 5.2 Swaggy deal. Pizzle. Hey, everyone, Google Swaggy P's girlfriend right now. Her name is Paloma Ford. You will not regret it. She is absolutely beautiful. The Heat have gone ahead and uh, re-signed James Johnson, officially, to a four-year deal. They also brought in Dion Waiters. So you got Waiters, Olenek, Waiters Johnson. Waiters Island, baby. Wake County. D-Wade. That's what the Miami Heat are doing. Rudy Gay has signed with the San Antonio Spurs. Vin Sanity going to Sacramento. Grandpa. Dad, he, well, that's a young team. We talked about it with Nick. That's a team that might have gotten the most bang for their buck in terms of their picks. They took a lot of players with upside, so they're young youth movement. Here's a guy in Vince Carter that can show them the way. Darren Collison agreed to a two-year, $20 million deals with the Pacers who had some money to spend. Kyle Korber re-signed with the Cavs. Kyle Lowry. Staying with Toronto, Justin Holiday, brother of Drew, going to play for the Bulls. David West agreed to re-sign with New Orleans. How about Steph's five-year, two hundred and one super max million-dollar contract? What'd you think of that? Who's Steph Curry? Oh, he deserves every penny. Every penny. Every penny. He he made like forty-four million over the last like four or five years, and now he's about to make like thirty-five and one. Yes, forty. 40, I mean, geez, the, the dude's going to be balling, but he, deserve, he deserves it. And good for Kevin Durant for taking a little less because there's something about when you have bird rights for a team, you can you can max a guy out like Steph Curry, and it doesn't affect the cap like it would have if they would have spent a ton of money on Kevin Durant because Durant still, I guess, doesn't have these particular bird rights or whatever they are uh, with, the, with the Warriors. Yeah, cap, quote-unquote, right? Quote-unquote cap, exactly. There is no cap, baby, which leads us to uh, Dirk Nowitzki, who went ahead and took a little bit less money again, really taking no money. To be a Dallas Maverick for another two-year deal, though, which I do like. It is a two-year deal. Dirk was originally just going to play one more season. I My think now that he's signed to, yeah, you and Dirk are buddies. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be with the Mavs for another two years to help that youth movement. Now, listen, is it two years, Grow. 10 million total? Did you did you see that? Because I'm telling you, two years, 10, 10 mil, that's ridiculous. And, and who for what? Who are they going to get? No one. That is true. So it's like, wh- I'm trying to, like, I, I get it. He's being great, but what's it for? It's not like you're about to go get somebody. It is I'm a two-year, $10 million deal. Yeah, so he's getting five per with a team option, I'm pretty sure, for the second year. It's his 20th year with the Mavericks, though. I mean, I, look, I'm sure if the Mavericks have extra money, it's all going to Dirk. I think they did a similar deal last year. They ended up having leftover cash, and they gave it to Dirk. They did that last year, and then it seems like they reverted back to garbage this year. Because he went from 25 last year to five this year. 
that's just kind of crazy but i've been hearing like listen when the dude retires he's gonna get ownership stake in the in the in the team five ten percent walk away with like 150 200 mil so it could all work out for him in the end it's just funny that he's saving mark cuban money but they got a different relationship i don't know he it, dirk's unlike any dirk's other never I, been on he, he yeah. is, he's unlike any other athlete he's so selfless in the history of sports man dirk is a one of a kind it's not about the benjamins for him and it's become such a people forget this at the end of the day and i was thinking and dazing off and daydreaming to myself the other day and this very topic graced into my mind it's a game right you grow up, you play a sport that you love, and it's a game that you play, and you do it because you enjoy it, and it's fun for you, right? For about half of them. So when you decide, okay, I'm good at this, I want to make this game and sport that I love my career, you're basically playing a game as your job, but it's still a game. Like People take the fun out of things so much, and when you can find and take away the guys that truly just love and have a passion for the sport and their teammates, like the Emmett Smiths of the world, like the Dirk Nowitzki's of the world, those are the guys that I'm gonna ride and die with because now everybody's so flooded with the extra things that come along with being a famous superstar athlete and the money and trying to cash in, make as much money with you with, that you can. And look, I'm never gonna down a guy for putting food on the table for his family. But Dirk's made his money, he's comfortable, He's got four generations of Nowitzki set for life. He's not being selfish. He's a selfless individual, and I love and appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not knocking Dirk at all. I'm just I'm just trying to get to the bottom of they must have a different kind of plan for what what's going to happen for him in the end. It's not like he's you know it's not like he's going broke by any means, but it's just it's, it's interesting. It's it, it's interesting that in a moment like this when it's not like they're going to get anybody, and didn't he just opt out? I think he just opt out. He, he opted out. He was due twenty five million. Yeah, he was due $25 million for this year and opted mm -hmm. out and ended up signing for $5 million this year. Yes. That's just unbelievable. Credit to Dirk. And gosh, man, if you're a Mavericks fan and if you're a Maver if you're Mark Cuban. Merlin's Noel, man. They got to lock give him the up. world to him. Yeah. He's got to give the world to Dirk when it's all said and done because he, he has sacrificed. Have a statue. And for what? What does he sacrifice for? One championship. It's one you more than Carl Malone's got. It's no one more than John Stockton's got. With all that Charles sacrifice, Barkley, one the more dude should have gotten yeah. more. The list goes on and on more than Dan Marino's got. Oh, don't you do this. I'm just being honest, dude. There's a lot of greats that never won one. Low Keith blow. Kachuk. Vince Carter. Tracy McGrady. The hell is Keith Kachuk? <laughs> Good God. I know Keith Kachuk. Get your hey. CFL crap out of here, man. No, that's NHL, sorry. NHL, my bad. That's actually a perfect transition. No Split Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Talking hockey? Quick puck time. Because the NBA is not the only sport that has its free agency right about now. So does the National Hockey League. Bab, take it away. Pants off. I think you're the only person who takes your pants off for this segment. Except for that one guy. My pants are always off. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yes, NHL free agency happened the same time as the NBA's free agency, but of course no one gave a shit. Nobody cared. The NBA's is sexier, but I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get hot for this right now. So there's been a million signings, uh, because unlike the NBA, the NHL has a minor league system that actually sends players up. So that's been like ninety percent of the signings. But there were a few notable ones. Uh, especially from the stars. They re signed Patrick Nemeth and Brett Ritchie. It's not that sexy. No, yeah. He's I like Nemeth, though. What's up with Nemeth? Bab I I have thought very highly of him. Yes. Do better. He struggled. And he hasn't he's, been good. He's, oh, he's been injury prone. 
Yeah, he, I was there at the game against Philadelphia where he sliced his arm. Yeah. That was devastating. Yeah. He, he's a, he's been injury prone, but they did re-sign him. They offered it. They gave him a qualifying offer. He was a restricted free agent. They agreed to terms. They still have Roddick Fox, uh, Jamie Alexiak, <laughs> Jamel Smith, and Matty Stransky, uh, oh. who they've given qualifying offers to. What was um, the first name of that guy, Fox? Foxa. Foxa? Roddick. Foxa. Roddick Foxa. He's from the Czech Republic. He's good. Erotic? Erotic? Erotic. Erotic. Shut up. Uh, they have a few uh, like group three free agents, unrestricted free agents, uh, two of whom they've already lost. Alex Hemsky signed with Montreal, and Patrick Sharp went back to Chicago. Restrict me. Not uh, I, I, Sharps. That hurts a bit. Alex yeah. Hemsky never really lived up to the hype here. No, and he, he missed like all but five games last year with injury. Uh, guys they still have available are uh, Yuri Hoodler, Travis Moore, and Justin Peters, Dustin Stevenson. A bunch of guys who are unrestricted and probably, for the most part, will not return except Travis Morin, but he'll go back to the minors. Uh, guys who they have signed, though, they've gotten quite a few people and a couple big names. The two biggest ones, Martin Hansel from Minnesota, got him and Alexander Radulov yeah, from Radulov's Montreal. Yeah, Radulov's an interesting the, guy. He was the consensus best available uh Free agent or just forward? Uh, forward. Available and free Hasn't agency. he only played like four years in the league, though? And he's been in Russia playing? Like yeah, he played, he's played doing? in the KHL for a few years. Is he a head case? Like, what's the deal with him? Nah, he's just, he didn't, well, it seems like a lot of play, players have issues with Montreal. Um, but he had some issues with Montreal. He wouldn't be the first to have issues with Montreal. Um, but, yeah, but now he's now he's with Dallas. Well, all in all, it seems like the Stars had a good draft. They yes. got the best defenseman prospect and goaltender prospects. And then they get the best available forward prospect, or a forward free agent. And they get Martin Hansel as well. Mm. And, uh, How's uh, Brent Regner, the defenseman? The Stars really needed defensive help. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how much ice time he gets. He's probably going to be a, probably a third liner. He may toggle down into the minors a bit here and there. Um, not too sure yet. But, yeah, they do need defense, a lot of defensive help, and hopefully he can shore that up being on that backside because the other guy, the other defenseman they got, or, you know, bringing Nemeth back with with how much Nemeth is injury prone, it'll be, I don't know. Anybody left? Anybody on that free agent market that's a, that's a really big name that teams not, are coveting? Not Give really. I mean, there's only, like, the recognizable names, I guess you could say. Shane Doan is still around, um, but, you know, he's... 40 now. Yarmir Yager's still on the market as well, but he's 45. Yeah, pretty so, old. So, uh, yeah. Cougar. Really, all the, the big name free agents are gone. Well, thank you. So, thank Jim Nil basically said big. he likes the team he has. The and bigger, if, the better, though. And if they were to go into October with the current roster, he'd be totally happy with that. Yeah, I think he likes the six deep to that top line. Radulov's going to be right right oh, yeah. there, right? He's, he's going to fill liner, in next yeah. to Sagan and Ben. Yeah. How deep are they, though? Are they deep, are they deep enough? Very deep. They basically have two number one lines. What's the second line looking like? Uh, you're gonna put me on the spot here because I don't yeah. have that pulled up. Well, yeah. I just want to know. You how should. Deep you, it is. you follow the team pretty closely. I want to yes. know what I'm getting into. Hansel's gonna be on that second line along with Spezza, and Ooh. I'm missing. I'm missing who'd be on the who'd be on the wing. Don't miss. But, Eves yeah. is gone, right? Eves is gone. He resigned with Anaheim. Doesn't All right. Eves. All right, can't well, pull off the top of my head. Well, that's okay. That's all I got in the tank. That was good. I mean, heck, that it's more than I knew two minutes ago. 
That was two minutes. Isn't that the uh, point of that was longer than two? It, it was. Yeah. It, it's getting longer and longer as as we go because our stamina is building. We're able to get hard long. We're gonna have to start taking the protection off. What? So we can speed this up. On that note, Nosebleed Seeds <laughs> podcast. Eric Chiafalo, myself, Zach Bolchuk, and you almost call Bab. yourself Zach Bab. <laughs> You are struggling today, in ter- just in terms of speaking. I'm not struggling at all. 1-800-KILL-YOURSELF. I'm in tip-top form, Chia Follow. That's what you want to call it. Why don't you stay in your own damn lane? No. We're going to take a quick moment here. Stay in your lane. To stop. Drop and roll. Recollect ourselves. Hear from our sponsors, the Diamond Broker. Take it away, Robert. We love you. Hello, I'm Robert of the Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone, but we are still here. We are Dallas's original Diamond Broker, and our A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a proven track record with thousands of satisfied customers sets us apart. The Diamond Broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, and special occasion jewelry. We were one of the first companies in DFW to offer diamonds directly from the cutters. With over $2 million in loose diamonds to choose from, the Diamond Broker is the most respected wholesale broker because we guarantee the color, clarity, and cut of every diamond sold. We offer good old-fashioned value and service, no gimmicks and no hassles. When shopping for an engagement ring, a pre-owned Rolex, or special occasion diamonds, visit the Diamond Broker. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. The Diamond Broker, Dallas original diamond broker at Preston and Forest in Dallas are on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. tackle running win, 30. He may score to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Dallas. This game is over. Smith up the middle, breaks a tackle, comes right, punches it in. Touchdown, Cowboys. Smith up the middle, bounces at the 10, to the 5, cut to the right, cut to the left. Oh, Smith, 25-20, race to the end zone, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown Cowboys. Hand off Emmett Smith at the 15, oh look at that hole, to the 10, he'll score, Emmett Smith dances to the end zone. Smith straight up the middle, he may be gone, he's got the 15, he's got the 40, he's got the 20, Eric Allen chases the 5, 62 yard Great effort by Emmett Smith. A lot of backs have played this game a lot of years who would like to have had a year like Emmett had in September. Coming right to five. Urban Flood puts it in. Emmett Smith carries it in. And it's touchdown Dallas. Welcome back to the Nosebleed Seeds Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. It is episode 22, and we are honoring one of the greatest of all times and my hero, the great Emmett Smith. And with that, Chiafalo, you are a draft guy, right? I would consider myself a, a draft expert. What year a round and selection was Emmett Smith taken? Year? Year round and selection. Oh, or man. Or just give me what you can out of that. And if not, I got a follow-up question I can Third ask. Third round? You. No. Disrespectful, my friend. First round. He was a first round selection. Um, What year was he, though? Was it was it 90? It was 90. It was Cha-ching. 90. There you go. It was All 90. Right. First round pick, 90. What pick was he? Yes. Running backs were a hot commodity these days. Running backs were. They got pushed up the board a little bit. A little bit they did. Give me pick number 12. Close, a little lower. Lower in which direction? Down. He was 15. In- 14. 
A little more down. 17. Yes. He was, ah, oh, dang it. Emmett Smith drafted Shoot. in the first round, pick 17 in the 1990 NFL draft. Here's a follow-up for you. Give it to me. How many years did the NF, did uh, Emmett Smith lead the NFL in rushing? Oh, like individual seasons? Individual seasons, yes. You don't have to give me the seasons. That's tough. Sure, sure, sure. But how many years do you think he I'm led the say, league in rushing over the course say, of his career? I'm going to say seven. Seven? Uh, it's not as many as you would think. Five? Close. Not, not quite five. Four. Four, yes. All right. He led the league in rushing from 1991 to 93 and in 1995. So seven was a little three. The three years that Dallas won the Super Bowl, Emmitt Smith led the league in rushing. Definitely. And then even the years he wasn't leading the league, he was probably like top three or four. Certainly. Because it's like he racked he, up. He so also many. played alongside, you know, in the same era where Barry Sanders was doing his things, who many other people would say is the greatest running back that they've ever seen. And I will say this that 93 season, the one that I watched as a baby, as a child, 24 7 on a loop. He missed the first couple of games due to a contract dispute. So he led the league in rushing despite missing a couple of games. I thought you were talking about selfless, all for the team, giving back money, compared him to Dirk. Uh, well, but he held out when you some games. Sure, I mean everybody, money. everybody's got to do what they can <laughs> sure. for their family. I said that I'm never going to no, knock a guy. No, I, I know. Come on, no, I totally. I There's love only it. one Dirk. I'm not saying Emmett was, but Emmett also was able to set the mold for the players bef- after him. You know, the, uh, ask the NFL running backs at that time if they had a problem with Emmett Smith doing that or his teammates if they had a problem with him doing that. And it's no, because it ended up being the year before free agency, before players were getting all these big contracts. Emmett wasn't getting paid fairly. He spoke out about it, and he got his money. And he also helped the team win. And it's famous Charles Haley, after a loss in Week 2 to the Buffalo Bills when they fell 0-2 in that season, came into the locker room, threw his helmet, busted a wall in the locker room, and said, we can't win without Emmett. That next Sunday, you bet your ass Emmett Smith was signed. All right, all right. You hey, listen. You want to hey, know who was the key cog? Can I tell you something? On the dynasty years of the nineties, it was twenty two, my friend. So I'm sick and tired of your sass, damn it. Sorry. Should be sorry. Forgive me. Bitch, I'm afraid, I forgive you. Yes. I would like to play uh, what I think is the most memorable moment of Emmett Smith's career. It was December third, nineteen ninety four, a game against. The New York Giants, actually January 3rd, excuse me, was the start of the new year. It was the 93 season. The G-Men. But January 3rd, 94, a game against the New York Giants. Cowboys need a win to win the division and get a first-round bye. Here it is. It is cut three on that, Bab. Cut three. Emmett Smith and the broken collarbone game. Smith is down. Emmett Smith is down at the Giants' 30. Something happened in my shoulder that I never felt before. I'm sitting on the football field saying to myself, no pain, no pain, but I'm feeling all the pain. To see him fight through the pain that he had inspired us all. They'll never forget the day Evan Smith ran 32 times for 170 yards and did most of it with one arm. Yes, uh, that that's pretty memorable. And the Cowboys went on to win. They went on to get a first-round bye, which was huge. It allowed Emmett Smith a week off to heal. And they went on to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Yet, for back the, the first back. team, the first team really to ever do that, to win back-to-back. It's tough to go back-to-back. You know how hard that is? You back know how hydrated to back. you got to be? Hey, it's tough, man. I mean, and without a sandwich, you're, it's 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 almost a no-go. But the but the three, but the three, uh, if, you, if, you, if you hit the trifecta, that's where you're really big time. Who do you think is the greatest running back of all time? Of all time? Yeah. I, I, 
If you had to go for a guy, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of like in basketball. It's just it's when like you go what Daryl Johnson said. You're not. There's not a wrong selection. No, for sure. I appreciate what a lot of these guys did. It, it's whoever your guy is. My guy's Emmett, and I'm not going to begrudge guy for. I'm not going to bust your balls if you say Barry Sanders or. But is Ricky your guy? Well, Ricky's my guy, sure. But like, just like Dwayne Wade in basketball is my guy, but you I don't think he's the greatest, he's the greatest player of all. Ever. Exactly. Yeah, I get what so you it's mean. Like, so yeah, sure, Ricky's my guy. But if I'm going to be honest and say. It's hard because Barry Sanders is is kind of definitely the guy that I would point to. But when when you look to the new age guys, like a peak Adrian Peterson, or even like a guy as crazy as it is because he's only had one year, but like Zeke Elliott, where you're just you're bigger, stronger, faster than these guys usually are. So it's harder not to go with one of the new age guys. But I guess in terms of just packaging it all together, looking at the big picture, yeah, it's hard not to go with Barry Sanders because he was phenomenal with nothing around him. I mean, you talk about Emmett Smith had a really good offensive line, good quarterback, stud receiver. He Barry Sanders had none of that. So for him to still flourish, the guy was obviously phenomenal. And you just put him with one season, just one prime year of Barry Sanders' career with a half-decent team might have just blown the freaking doors off of people's minds. So, yeah, I'm going to go Barry Sanders. I don't have any problem with that. Barry was a free. Cool. You pull up Barry Sanders' highlights. My gosh, it's jaw-dropping. Can you believe Oklahoma State University went Barry Sanders, Thurman Thomas back to back as their running backs? Yeah, what? I mean, geez. What a. Oh. Did they end up winning anything from that? Did anything come of it? No it's national like, championships, but I'm sure they had some decent years. Sure. They had to have won at least eight games minimum with those two guys. That's a hell of a, uh, of a tandem there. Quick uh, bit of NFL news before we get on to Let's Get Weird. Zach Orr, North Texas alum, trying to make a comeback. He's made the rounds in NFL free agency meeting with a couple teams, met with the Lions. Met with the Colts. Ravens unsure if they would bring him back. Call. He was dealing with the, I think it was a back, something. He's, he got it's a back. Neck. It's a it, neck. Or it's a spine. spine thing. Yeah, he's got some sort of degenerative yeah. thing. I, I want to say, we'll have to ask Dr. Michaels next time we have him on here. Because, uh, I don't know, supposedly he's, like, doctors were surprised that he played his whole life of football and not got hurt because he's susceptible with this whatever thing he's got going on with his spine that I guess he was born with. And uh, but now he's gotten second opinions after he's retired and he ended up, I guess, getting a different different uh, word from the doctor saying, yeah, I guess you can play. So now it's like, OK, he got he a just positive retired second opinion. Then... It is weird. It's strange. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Damien Wilson, Cowboys linebacker, just got arrested for a situation. I guess he went to Toyota Stadium in Frisco where the FC Dallas plays. I'm not sure if it was for fireworks or if it was for an FC Dallas game, but some event, and there was people tailgating. You know how people, and they're all, it, it is annoying. You get people that take up about eight spots to set up their tents and their chairs, and they're taking up parking spots just, just, wave just for their tailgate. Well, I tell you every time, just wave your firearm at them, and they'll get out of the way. Well, Damian Wilson did that. He ended up getting arrested. An argument Ooh. ensued. Um, somehow, some way, I don't know the complete story. I think he said, "Hey, would you mind moving so I could park here?" They said, "No." He said, so "After this, <laughs> I'm backing up anyway." They get into a confrontation. He busts out his gun. Cops are called. He's arrested. So now, who knows what's going to happen? Cowboys have said they like their depth, and I think Damian Wilson was expected to play a pretty big role if a player went down to injury. Definitely, special teams wise, he was the team's one of their better special teamers. So now maybe Zach Orr is an option there. Daryl Washington had been said publicly he would love to come play for the Cowboys. We talked about that a few weeks ago, but they haven't sniffed either of those players. So something to keep an eye on. It's a shame because that's the kind of guy you want, a guy crazy enough to wave a firearm at innocent people. 
that's the kind of guy you need on your special teams, yeah, man. Yeah, what a dumbass. Brian Erlacher out Bears, all-time great at linebacker. Remember her? 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 Herlacher? Erlacher. He was a him. He was a man with his bald. Him Not lacquer. anymore. He's got hair now. Brian Himlacher. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Brian Erlacher. Well, he's got hair now. I don't know if you know this. He's got hair now. What? Yeah. Does he really? I didn't know he had hair now. I swear, Google Google Brian Erlacher. He grew hair? I know you have a picture in your mind right now, which yeah. is basically of a thumb. Mm-hmm. Throw some hair on top of that thumb, baby. Well, he's confused with the... or what he's doing. With the Toupe. Bears quarterback situation. Uh, he's, Aren't we all? Uh, yeah. Trubisky? <laughs> I think we are, Glennon. but I don't blame them for signing Glennon and then drafting Trubisky. I think what everybody was really weird was them leaping up a spot just to get Trubisky. What if all I gave you, you know nothing about these quarterbacks. All you know is one is Trubisky, one is Glennon. Glennon with it's a weird. G. I'm looking at the picture now with him here. With oh, hair. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Urlacher with man, hair. It's strange. like, whoa, dude. Yeah, it's a different you, man. You still got the receding hairline, but you have the hair. So it's like, weird. why couldn't you just get a good hairline? That's my question. Yeah, no, their quarterback situations were fuddling, but an article did come out. No, 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 but you didn't answer my question. What? I, I would, you only I'd, get Glennon, you only get Trubisky. I don't want either of them. You don't want, exactly, that's my point. Exactly. Point. You're right. So, if I'm Brian Urlacher, I, hear you. I am befuddled. Now, with the hair. counter to that is, in the NFC East, article comes out, all the beat writers for all four NFC East teams, they're asked, who would you rather have? What NFC East quarterback would you rather have for the next three years? So, you got Cousins, Dak, Sheilai, and Carson Wentz. Sheilai or him lacquer? So who do you want her lacquer? Um, I want Dak Prescott. Are you out of your gourd? You want Dak. Well, unanimously, including Todd Archer, the Cowboys beat writer, everybody took Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you're all probably from, from Arkansas. We're picking Cousins. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could ever do that again. I don't even know what I did. I couldn't do it again because I don't know what I did. I thought it was weird, too. Kirk Cousins is solid, but I don't think he's a dude that's going to ever take over for you. And this is coming from a guy in Walchick who's into his cousins. So it's not like he's against his cousins. Yeah, that couldn't be farther from the truth. There's a huge age gap between me and all my cousins. They're either really young or old. Oh, dude, you took that weird. I was talking about the barbecue place, bro. Get out of here, There's a barbecue place called Cousins? Cousins Barbecue? You've never heard of Cousins Barbecue? No, I have not. Wow. Ask Andy Reid about it. What about? Is there a story behind this? No, I mean, bar- Cousins Barbecue. It's like just a chain. I don't know. It's just a chain barbecue place. I'm pretty sure there's one right by my parents' house. So, and it's a chain. It's not like a family-owned. It's not a Cousins-owned. It's well-known, apparently. Well, it might I didn't be a Cousins-owned thing. I don't want to say that, but it's not a locally Cousins thing, if you know what I mean. Right. Well, but I, Walchick's into his Cousins. That's yeah. all you need to know. Far there's more. one down by DFW Airport. There okay. you go. Cousins BBQ. Might need to check up some Cousins and... Uh, no, but I'm going Dak all the way on that. Yeah, I would man. go Dak, too. I thought it was weird. And I'm going to remove myself anyway because I'm going to take the Cowboys incredibly biased. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You would pick freaking, who's y'all's backup right now? Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. You'd pick Kellen no, Moore. Issue, no, stop. no. Issue. You'd pick Chad Hutchinson. You'd take him right out of his I insurance might. desk and insert him into a Cowboys starting lineup. Clint Sterner might get me going. Good but, old Clint. But not Chad. Chad. Brain fart. Walchick, no. I see it right now. I'm watching your brain no, fart. No, there's no brain fart. I'm looking over at... Oh, no, uh, that was a butt fart. My some man. Emmett Smith trivia to throw at your way, because I, I, I question how much you'd really get right. Well, you know I know he's a first-round pick, pick number 17 from Pensacola, Florida. What year did Emmett Smith win the league's MVP award? 93. Yes! Boom! 
Bam, you hit that. All right, how many Pro Bowls did Emmett Smith make? Uh, well, can you give me his years? What was his total years again? He ended with, what, 13? Yes, he played from 1990 to 2004. His last year with the Cowboys, though, was 02. He played his last two years with the Cardinals. Yeah, so he played a total of, four, I guess, 14 seasons, whatever. Um, I'm going to say he made the Pro Bowl seven times. You're warm. You're actually pretty hot. Hot, hot, but not quite seven. Eight. Eight Six. is the number. Eight. Nice. Eight is the number. Eight time Pro Bowler in 1993. Listen, man, I know NFL Emmett. MVP. As much as I, I go back with Dirk and we're boys, listen, me and Emmett, we're pretty tight, too. So you can quiz me all you want there, Walchick. Well, I'll continue to quiz you throughout episode number 22 in honor of Emmett Smith. And I'll con- continue to Seeds podcast. Zag Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. It is now the time of the show where we get a little weird. Boom. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. I've got one story for you that is a little old. It's old. I will say this. It's not new news, but I felt like it was just something we could have a lot of fun with. We don't discriminate against age here, Walchick. How many times do I have to tell you? Dude, I'm the one that runs the damn segment here, and I started off by saying it was old. So clearly I'm not age discriminating. Let me put my weird pants on. I don't age shame. You had a whole freaking 30-second intro to put your damn pants on, Eric. Well, they're on now. They better be tight. Weird. Kidding me, you know it's tight. You're going to love this. So listen to this story. Look at this banana hammock. <laughs> a bank robbery suspect says jail is better than living with his wife. And I got to credit my father for for making me aware of this article. What a great headline. This happens in Kansas City. A oh. 70-year-old man accused of robbing a bank in Kansas told investigators he would rather be imprisoned than live with his wife. So he did it on purpose? He did it on purpose. So here's the story. Court documents say Lawrence John Ripple, that's his name, first of all, Lawrence John Ripple, gave a note to a bank teller in Kansas City on Friday, when this is Friday, probably over a year ago now, demanding cash and warning he had a gun. Ripple took the money and went to sit in the lobby where he told a guard he was the guy he was looking for. So he takes the gun, he shows it to the bank teller. By the way, this guy's name's Lawrence John Ripple. Mr. Ripple shows the gun, demands the cash, gets the cash, goes and sits in the lobby, sees the security guard walking around, walks up to him, says, Psst, I'm the guy you're looking for. Officers quickly arrive, and an FBI agent wrote in the affidavit that Ripple had earlier been arguing with his wife. He told investigators he wrote the note in front of his wife, telling her he would rather be in jail than at home. Ripple was charged with bank robbery, and online court records don't list an attorney for Ripple. So, it's a Ripple effect, man. About a year later now, finally, because that's how slow the court system works here in the United States. The guy died, didn't he? He just, old age. No, his sentence is released. What do you think he got? A couple years, they did him a favor. Judge was like, hey, yeah, I'm looking at your wife. She's clearly a biatch. 25. 25 years for I'm robbing a bank? I'm just going to say, listen, the dude's only got seven years, seven years left. 
Yeah, I'm with Bab. Death penalty for sure. Well, we torturing anymore? Or? Get ready, guys. He was hoping to get caught so he'd get prison time, right? Yeah. Well, he was sentenced to six months of home confinement <laughs> after pleading guilty. Oh, that is actually phenomenal. I thought the judge was going to go the respectful route of a man, but he said, you know what? I'm going to put it to this guy. House arrest. You're locked in. You're basically in jail, and your cellmate is that wife you hate. Damn. What a move. What John a move. Ripple took the guilty plea in January, told the judge he had heart surgery that left him depressed. When he committed the bank robbery, the paper reported. His public defender told the court the Ripple had lived a law-abiding life and was in a stable relationship with his wife. He has four stepchildren. Well, the stepchildren probably drove him crazy. Ripple handed a note. Well, we know about that. Uh, basically, the amount of money that he robbed was just under three grand. So I don't know. It, it wasn't like an, an insane amount of money, but still not something you do. And, uh, yeah, the judge, I guess, took all these facts into account and decided, you know what, dude? Six months house arrest. Man, that's so good. <laughs> what do you think? What if the what if the judge would have said, all right, six months house arrest or death penalty? What do you think the guy would have said? Oh, I think he would have taken the house arrest. I don't think he wanted to die. No, I think so. You do? Yeah. You think he wanted to die? I'm getting that vibe from Mr. Ripple. You got the vibe that he wanted to die. Ripple, believe it or not. He got, he wanted to die. Um... Yeah, I think, you think, I think he wanted to kill himself. I think he would have probably, if he hasn't already, he's probably going to dial the hotline. That hotline bling? That hotline, um, does it, well, it does bling. What's the hotline? Something about killing, killing yourself? yourself. I don't know. Oh, Bab's awake now. Oh, Bab's awake wow, now. Wow, wow, wow. Lucky there. Oh, that is a classic moment oh, of Bab just totally shalom. not. I mean, just where was oh, your mind? Man, I bet you our, our hardcore listeners, shout out to my mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my sister. <laughs> shout out to sis. You For know, real. shout out to sister. shout out to Hayden. Hayden, we know Big H. Our boy, our boy Hayden does boy listen Hayden, to the yeah, show. He Corey, loves the show. Probably Nick. The, Gotta show some love. The there. hardcore family and friends that listen to the show on the regular probably knew. They're yeah. waiting for the drop. They're like, you know what? They're setting Bab up hard yep. with a slow pitch softball, waiting for him to smash it out of the park. And little do you know, Bab is just playing video games. Bab on his has phone. the bat up his butt. And that's why he couldn't swing in his Because the, the Canadian run. Football League game's over, so but he's got to find like, something else to entertain himself it with. It does look like, from the way, I mean, for those of you that can't see, I'll give you the play-by-play. Bab has taken the bat out of his rear end. It looks like he's geared up, and let's see if he can hit it out of the park. 1-800-KILL-YOURSELF. Oh, Boom, man! Yes, sir! It's out of here! That's what I'm talking about, Bab! <sighs> in my, fire! In my defense... Because I only have one audio channel to play audio out of, if I'm playing continuous bed music, I turn off my mind for the drops because I don't have a second channel to play Never. Never. Well, you can go ahead and get drops ready because that is episode 22 edition of Let's Get Weird with Wolchuk. Man, that poor old guy, man. I thought that was a pretty fun story. It was great, and I'm telling you, he would have taken the death penalty. (laughs) I really wish they had have interviewed his wife and gotten the audio of it. Honestly, I they, wanted to hear from the wife. I, I wanted I, to hear her perspective. I'm sure she. A follow up story was necessary on this. I agree. They really fumbled the ball. In Let's Kansas do some City. investigative work. Ball control. Damn straight. We need to. We need to get up in there. Kansas City. I've heard's got good ribs. Just to bring this all full, full circle and hitting it out of the park, Bab. 
you're freaking Houston Astros. Now I'm going to have to wear nipple pep pepperoni paste. I don't know what what's what am I doing? You're putting pepperoni on your pepperoni nipples. Okay. Shirtless, shirtless, with, but they're like Astro symbols, logo. Yeah, it's pepperoni logo of the Astros on your pepperoni nipples with a um, with a Astros jersey wrapped around your head. Is that what it is? It's something tribal and a bat up your butt. Like I, Bab was just doing. That was the that was it. Well, right? I don't and know it's about gonna the, the bat up the butt. No, but that was for your pleasure. Not no, ours. no, no, no. No, that was a, that was like a token of gratitude you for know, you. We don't need that. It's beads or bust, baby. It's your bust. But the 2017 Major League Baseball All-Star Game has been announced. Oh, I'm so freaking hyped for this one. I you know, know it. I know. Walsh, I've been anxiously awaiting this for 90 games. Can you believe that? And guess what, Walchick? We got like 90 more. We do. I'm so freaking But amped. this is kind of the time of year where like maybe you should pay attention. After the All-Star breaks, we're all start to think, all right, now things can get interesting. This now, stuff matters, now, man. Now maybe I'll pay attention to the Woo! records. Uh, I do want I do want the record to state. Yes. Baseball uh, sucks. No, uh, on July 4th, after all the games were done. Oh, yeah, how the hell were your July 4ths, by the way? <laughs> we we butchered the intro. That originally was going to be my intro by saying, like, what would you guys do? How was it? Yeah, well, you fumbled over your words. I you... fumbled, and Jeez. it ended up being okay. It worked out for the better. But, yeah, carry on, Bab. What's your story of the 4th, and how was your damn 4th? Uh, my 4th was pretty spare. Cool. Not much going on. Okay. Uh, had some friends skiv out on me who were supposed to chill. Skiv is. Um, like they skiv. were in there. Skiv is. Poolside. No, I'm gonna, moving on. No, because that would have uh, been a good thing. So July fourth, at the end, at, after all the baseball games were done, July fourth, the Astros had a sixteen-game lead in the American League West, with seventy-four to go. Woo-hoo! To get to that point, to get to July fourth, that is the third largest lead in the history of baseball in a division at July fourth. The only teams that had bigger leads were the 2001 Mariners and the 1908 New York Giants. Okay. Give it up, man. Give Great, man. You know what? When they go one and down in the freaking playoffs again, come and talk to me then because you know they're not winning a fucking championship. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> I mean, they Armpit haven't. Armpit at Texas, damn Bad, it. The they are the, down, they're the hashtag down. elect Elvis. Go Rangers, baby. Never, ever quit, guys. They are the... Uh, Team in North American professional sports, they're the team that has stayed in one city the longest and has never won a championship. All right, listen, give me this now. Run through the lineup. Are you going? Do you want American ever. League? Or you want rapid National fire. League? Oh, I'll rapid fire. American. This. My tits are humming. American. American, baby, for the fourth. American League catcher Salvador Perez from faster, the Kansas City faster, Royals. Faster, wait, 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 wait. Your tits are what? Huge. <laughs> what did I say? My tits Saggy? are on fire? No, humming. Sweaty? <laughs> My tits are humming right now. Oh. All right, hurry, 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 hurry. First base, Justin Smoke, Blue Jays. Second base, Jose Altuve from the Astros. Third base, Jose Ramirez from the Indian. Shortstop, Carlos Correa from the Astros. Outfielder, Aaron Judge, the rookie from the Yankees. Mike Trout from the Angels, but he's hurt, won't play. George Springer from the Astros. Mookie Betts from the Red Sox. DH, Corey Dickerson from the Rays. Your National League lineup catcher, Buster Posey from the Giants. First base, Ryan Zimmerman of the Nationals. Second base, Daniel Murphy from the Nationals. Third base, Nolan Arenado from the Rockies. Shortstop, Zach Cozart from the Reds. Outfielders are Bryce Harper from the Nationals. Charlie Blackman of the Rockies and Marcelo Zuna from the Marlins. Damn, that was good. Your pitchers, your pitchers. Chris Sale of the Red Sox, Irvin Santana of the Twins, Jose Vargas of the Royals, Corey Kluber of the Indians, Andrew Miller of the Indians, Craig Kimbrell of the Red Sox, Dallas Keiko of the Astros, Luis Servino of the Yankees, Dylan, but I don't know how to say that for the Yankees, Michael Fulmer of Detroit, Hugh Darvish of the Rangers, you, 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 
and Lance McCullers Jr., the Astros, the NL. Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers, Max Scherzer, the Nats, Carlos Martinez, the Cards, Robbie Ray, the D-Bags, Greg Holland of the Rockies, Kenley Jensen of the Dodgers, Zach Granke, Steven Strasburg, Wade Davis, Brad Hand, Corey Knebel, and Pat Nashik. Your starting catcher, Yadi Molina, and... Gary Sanchez of the Yanks. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's that's one team? That's both teams. Oh, that's both teams. I was about to say, dude, that's that's a lot of guys for one team. Wait a yes. minute. Dude, that was good, Walter. You were like an auctioneer, man. A play-by-play auctioneer. Thank you. Uh, the fan vote ended up being the American League Mike Moustakis of the Royals. Bullshit. Elvis Andrews should have gotten it, but he just had a new newborn child. Cosign. So they, can, they can hang out together. National League Justin Turner of the Dodgers got it. Uh, by the way, the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby, if you're interested in that, that'll be Monday night, July 10th at 7 o'clock Central Time on Espen. Uh, the AL competing is Miguel Sano of the, the the Twins. He's the third baseman. Gary Sanchez, the Yankees. Aaron Judge, the Yankees. And Mike Moustakis of the Royals. And the NL, Giancarlo Stanton, Cody Bellinger, Justin Bohr, and Charlie Blackman. Ryan, uh, well, Joey Gallo, I should say, the Texas Rangers will not be participating. Weak sauce. Yeah. Gosh, I love baseball. Your Ooh. managers are the World Series managers. So the AL champion, Cleveland Indians, will be managed by Terry Francona. Yeah. For the AL and the NL, the World Series champion, Chicago Cubs manager, Joe Madden, will manage the NL. So that's your uh, your all-star game. Man, I'm hyped, bro. Yeah. Damn it, I'm hyped. You yeah. got me really revved up for that. Did I get you hard? More than I already was. I came into it hard. Now I'm practically exploding. Well, I want you to explode. All in, up in my face. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> there was the mild form of Tourette's that my family knows that I have that I've kept off of the show until now. Yay for baseball. Yay for the, the all-star game. Yay for 90 more games. Just yay for it all, man. Yay for it all. You know what? This yay is for also, the Astros. Fuck them. This is also a big week in the UFC. It is National Fight Week. McGregor's fighting? McGregor is not fighting. However, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, July 11th, mark down the calendar, July 11th will be the first press conference in Vegas between oh, Floyd and yeah. Connor. So expect Drop City galore up on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Nobody else brings you the fight coverage of Mayweather McGregor like this motherfucking podcast does. Damn, you just dropped your mic. Pick it up. (laughs) Oh, it's sexy. It's covered in jizz. That was cold. Might need to bleep that out, too. But we've got the Ultimate Fighter finale tomorrow night, which is Friday, July 7th. We're recording this on a Thursday. But it is uh, the main event will be Michael Johnson and Justin Gagey, who is making his UFC debut. Michael Johnson is the fifth-ranked lightweight in the world. But it's all about the co-main event. For those of you that watched the Ultimate Fighter 25, 25th season. Coaches War. Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw. It's the finale of that between Taylor and Diego Lima. A couple as a wrestler versus a striker. It's a good matchup. The rest of that card is solid. But UFC 213, Saturday night, women's bantamweight title on the line. Amanda Nunes, who's coming off her knockout victory over Ronda Rousey, taking on Shevchenko, who just defeated Juliana Pena in pretty impressive fashion. These two have fought before, and actually in the uh, the UFC's big summer blowout kickoff press conference, these two, Nunes punched Shevchenko in the face during their stare down. 
things got heated. Co the fires event. do, man. Is anybody going to crap their pants this weekend? No, over we'll under see. two people we'll crap see. their I think pants over, in the ring. I'll say under. I think one person might. Good. If I had to bet, it could be. Uh, I'm going to tune in then. It's going to be a man this time around. It's going to be one of the boys. That's how I prefer it. Co-main event is going to be a welterweight, no middleweight, excuse me, interim title fight between Yoel Romero and Robert Whitaker. Uh, you've got Robot. Fabricio Verdum, Alistair Overeem on that card, as well as Jim Miller and Anthony Showtime Pettis. So it's overall a pretty good card. One that I would recommend checking out. Pound for pound UFC rankings, nothing much has changed. Number one, still Dimitri Johnson. Number two, Connor McGregor. Number three, Daniel Cormier. DC, by the way, John Jones, who Daniel Cormier will fight at UFC 214. Finally, cross your fingers. But John Bones Jones is now officially off suspension. When is 214? Next month. So they're supposed to fight next month. Next month. It is happening. I love watching John Jones. I will be there for that fight. Walchuk will probably watch it together. Sweet. I can't wait. Finally, we can watch a fight together. Also being placed on that card is Donald Cowboy Cerrone and Robbie Lawler. They've been booked now. This is the third time they were supposed to fight on this card, UFC 213, on Saturday night. However, bad blood samples from Donald Cerrone came in. He had an infection uh, that they Ooh, had to take care of. Yeah, but luckily, sounds... I guess it wasn't anything too serious Ooh. because they've turned around and rebooked that baby already Ooh. for 214. So that's kind of your UFC deal. Over the weekend, a controversial boxing match went down. Manny Pacquiao took on a man by the name of Jeff Horn, Australia's own, in Brisbane, Australia. Manny Pacquiao wins this fight by unanimous decision. World erupts. And Teddy Atlas, the longtime boxing expert that they have on ESPN, who I don't think very highly of, to be honest, but he is entertaining. None too pleased with the decision. And you deal with it. You learn. It's part of growing up. It's part of life. They give everybody a trophy. That's what they did tonight. They gave a trophy, a win, a huge win to Horn, the local kid, for trying hard. You're not supposed to get it for trying hard. You're supposed to get it for winning. And I thought Pacquiao won the fight. If you go by the real rules, the Marcus of Queensberry rules, who lands the cleaner punches? Did you see this fight? It was live on ESPN. You did not have to pay for it. It was a free fight on ESPN. Did we confirm that Atlas did have an aneurysm right there? Yes, he, I, he I think he, he actually might have. I mean, it died, huh? He was pretty pissed. Zoloft. Boxing will do that to Zoloft you. Zoloft Boxing and baseball Zoloft. will do that to you. Zoloft. Mm. I, I, is that a thing? I think that's something that people take for down under. Just going to say yes, and we'll move on. Probably not. Um, yeah, well, I did watch the fight. I do think Manny Pacquiao won. I thought it was a lot closer than Teddy Atlas's scorecard made it out to be. The winner in this all is boxing. People were tweeting and talking about it for a sport that really nobody gives a crap about ever since Pacquiao Mayweather left such a disgusting taste in people's mouths. Well, is this like a, any publicity is good publicity thing? Because isn't everybody just hating on it and crapping My on it? My thing is the fact that they put it on for free on ESPN and people like myself watched it. If it had have been a pay-per-view, I don't think they would have gotten half as many people even talking about oh. it. No one would have watched this No, thing. but it's a shame that everybody was watching and it ended in a terrible goof decision that everybody knows was wrong and now everyone's talking and tweeting everybody about it how much they hate it. Everybody seeing an underdog win. I'm sure you could find people that thought Jeff Jeff Horn... I think landed, he didn't land as many shots. Pacquiao definitely landed way more shots than Horn did. But Horn landed some power shots on Pacquiao. When he hit him. Listen, 
He hit I bet him his, hard. I bet his mom and his brother and his dad. A little dirty, sister, though. It was a little dirty fight. But they'll all agree with you. Either way, I think the fact that uh, boxing put it on for free, they're kind of taking a card out of the UFC's book with all these fight nights, mm-hmm. generates some interest. Maybe next time you can have a rematch. You can put it on pay-per-view. People will buy it. We shift over to uh, film. Ooh, movies, film. Spider-Man comes out this weekend. Spider-Man Homecoming, the new reboot with Tom Holland. I'm actually going straight from this recording to check it out. Oh, you're going right from the show to the I'm movie? I'm going right from the show to the movie, yes. Show to the show, baby. It's going to be fun. Are you are you amped for it? You think it's going to be good? Stoked. I think it's going to be great. The early, Spider-Man. I loved uh, his introduction in Captain America Civil War, Tom Holland, who's now the new Spider-Man. I thought they incorporated him really well. We'll get a lot of Tony Stark as Iron Man in this, too, because he's just Spider-Man's now part of this new Marvel Avengers universe, and it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be pretty good. Early critic reviews are great. Word of mouth is positive. We'll see how good it is. I did see Baby Driver as well over the weekend. New movie that came out. We talked about Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Pretty Dying solid. Dying to see it. Everybody I've heard that it's has great. seen it said they loved yeah. it. You're the same? You loved it? It was very good. It was a really, really good movie. Probably the best movie of the year up to this point. Really? Yeah. The way that they incorporated music uh, with the movie is, I think, something that a lot of people have thought of. You, you kind of just... Music is a part of people's lives. Whenever you're just jamming, walking around campus, walking your dog, whatever it is, you put your headphones in, you go for a workout or a run, the music kind of gets you going. A lot of this is what that kind of revolves around is how this man, this kid really listens to music while he drives, and it just gets him in the zone. It's like, listen, if you're not going to be listening to the Nosebleed Seeds podcast, I guess you might as well be listening to music. I mean, exactly. Weekend box office, Despicable Me, three wins with 72.4 mil. Baby Driver with a solid 20.6 in second. Baby D. Transformers The Last Night, which none of us will see. Just a shade under 17 mil. Screw Wonder Woman. you, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Wonder Woman's still hanging tight with 15.7 mil. Add four. Cars three rounds out your top five. Coming out next week, War for the Planet of the Apes. I'm pretty stoked about that one as well. I'm excited. This is the kind of time of summer all the Hollywood blockbusters are coming out. It's true. This is the time when sports goes down into a sewer of garbage. And uh, and movies kind of take an uprising, even though lately the summer just means a bunch of superhero movies like we see with Spider-Man. Kind of every summer now. It's great. Yeah. And I mean that sarcastically. That's how it goes. But at least every... we got some baby drivers sprinkled in here because I'm know. excited to go see that. I'm glad you liked that. I'm glad everyone that's seen it has liked it. And I like the fact that there's some music incorporated, soundtrack like Guardians of the Galaxy, that kind of thing, where mm-hmm. it's like yep. super. Remember yep. Drive? Remember that movie Drive? This is what? Yep. Baby this Driver is better than Drive. Me. Better than Drive. Better than Drive. Did you like Drive? I liked parts of Drive. I thought Drive was a little slow. When when it was good, it was really good, but it dragged a little for me. I, I was bored at parts. I can I, I can understand, but I loved it. I love Gosling, and that movie's just phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know. The one thing is Ansel Elgore, who plays the main character in Baby Driver. Some people I could see thinking he's not really being a fan of him. He's kind of a douchey, puts on a little I'm better than you persona. He's also a DJ as well as an actor, which is a little, I don't know. He, off camera, he's a bit of an oddball, but I thought he was fine in this movie. I got no problem with him. But I could see the only negative being maybe people didn't like him. But the rest of the cast is great. And hes I think he's solid. He fills the role fine. So the baby driver is actually a, a douchey driver? He could be considered. You're going to like him. You won't think he's a douche. I love douche. Exactly. You love club douche. Where's Dark when you need him? I'm a douche guy. I've always said that. I know you are. And that's, uh, that's kind of what's going on in terms of cinema and what's going on these days. Final question I've got for you, Eric, regarding, regarding Emmett Smith. Me. Ah, 
Give it to me. The great. So far, I got a hundred, don't I? The great time. Practically, you you've almost got a hundred. How many Super Bowls? How many Super Bowls did Smith win? You should know this. This is easy. Yeah, I mean, he won three. He won three. Which one of them was he Super Bowl MVP for? I'm gonna say. Oh, that's a good one. I want to say 93, same year he won MVP of the league. You know what Super Bowl that was, though? What number? Oh, God. I mean, I could do the math on You got it. the year right. It was Super Bowl 28. Super Bowl 28. Second, the yeah. second one they won. How many years was he first team all pro? First team all pro, two years. Four. Free. From 92 to 95, he was first team all pro. Way to go, Deuce Deuce. Second team all pro one time. How many years did he lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns? In rushing touchdowns. He led the league in yards four times. Yeah. How I'll about rushing touchdowns? touchdowns? I'll say three times. Four. Four. Son of a gun. Four Dang times. It. I hate this game. 1-800-KILL-YOURSELF. He was the NFL Offensive to. Rookie of the Year in 1990, named the NFL 1990s All-Decade Team. He's a member of... Of the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. The league's all-time leading rusher with 18,355 yards. He's also the league's all-time rushing touchdowns leader. How many do you think he finished with? You know he had at least a buck 50, and that was towards the end of his career. Give me 169. Close, a little down. 167. 164. 164. Man, I was close. 164. You were close. Also had over 500 catches, over 3,000 yards receiving, and another 11 touchdowns. He's a pro football Hall of Famer and college football Hall of Famer. I think uh, before I do the wrap, I'd like to play the final bit of the the Emmett Smith montage I've got for you, Bab. This is going to be cut to Emmett. Take us out, my man. Hand off Smith down to the five. To the one. Lee. Oh, here he goes. Cut down Emmett Smith. Absolutely incredibly strong run by Emmett Smith. Touchdown, Emmett Smith. He's going to score. Down, Cowboys. And for me, the ultimate is the Super There's nothing like it. Blitz. Pitch left to Smith. Blocked from Justin. Touchdown, Emmett Smith. Aikman draw to Smith. Tackled but breaks away to the 10. To the 5. Touchdown, Emmett Smith. Two in a row. Oscar it in. He scores. Emmett Smith, touchdown, Cowboys. Handoff, Smith at left guard, 35, 40-yard line. That should do it. Move over, sweetness. Make a place for Emmett. If you care about sports, this is indescribable. Never, never let others define you. You define yourself. He is now the NFL's all-time leading rusher. A record that will never be broken. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a nosebleed seats round of applause to my hero, episode 22 in the history of the books, Emmett Smith. Man, I love that Brad Shane I had to do it right for Emmett. <laughs> Move on. I'm serious. Make a place for Emmett. Yeah, no, his radio Such call is, is incredible. Call. Blue pats out of the And water. I got to talk to Brad Shame about that call. I met him uh, at training camp in 2010, Dez's rookie year. Dez was the first. That's kind of the moment I fell in love with Dez Bryant while I was talking to Brad Sham. And I specifically asked him, Mr. Sham, did you have that pre-planned? Because obviously you knew it was about to happen. That was most likely the game it would happen. If it didn't, it would be the next week. So you're kind of thinking as a broadcaster, what am I going to say? 
when this moment occurs. And he said he doesn't like to pre-plan things. He likes to live in the moment and just say what comes to mind. And all of that just flowed organically. And it made for one of the sports most classic calls of all time. And then you called him on his BS, right? I didn't. I believed him. I, he seemed genuine and truthful when I was speaking with him. Good. I'm glad he did. Episode 22 in the books. Good Emmett liar. Smith themed. I hope you enjoyed it. Is Brad Sham the greatest liar of all time? We'll find out. I don't know. I, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. He seemed like a straight shooter to me. But you can never be too sure. Straight? A lot of Emmett Smith talk. We talked a little NFL. A lot of NBA free agency is Eric's not, not upset that Gordon Hayward decided to sign in Boston instead of Miami, which I think, by the way, perfect place for him to have gone. Nah, he sucks. We got weird. We talked quick puck. We gave you a quick, and I mean quick, rundown of the All-Star game I rosters. Mean, I mean, he's not even a good player. We talked UFC, fight week this week, Pacquiao, Horn, and movies. Big shout out. Thank you to our sponsor, Robert, at the Diamond Broker. Susanna and Deja, our social media team. Love you, girls. Eric, good show. Bab, good show. Walter, ah, yeah, good show. Thanks, Walter. man. Good Thanks, man. Bastard. We'll see you at some point in the future next week. Not sure what day. Hopefully, we get a show, and if we don't, we might take a week off. Just kind of stay tuned for that. But we're really trying not to. We're going to try you know. not to do that, but 23 will be coming your way. If not next week, definitely the week after we got to tighten up some stuff send all your hate mail to Walchick if you're pissed off is, about it is this a LeBron show you're gonna get a LeBron oh he was six with the heat so you don't like him as 23 nope Jordan Jordan it's the Jordan show hugs and hand pounds everybody <laughs> I love you all come poised we'll give it to Susanna right. and the girls no we're, we're not, not we're this not is a behind the scenes <laughs>